Welcome to the Lynn Sanity, a podcast for the Running Hook Podcast. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Lynn Sandy Podcast, a part of the Running Hook Podcast Network. And before we give you the podcast, per usual, we always like to uh, plug the the pods on this network, uh, particularly with the Power Hour, uh, Divine Rhyme, uh, Circle City Cinema. And unfortunately, uh, the Triple Option Podcast will no longer be on the airwaves of the Running Hook Podcast Network. They are uh, mutually agreeing to take some time uh, to try to figure some stuff out. And, and who knows if they'll be back on, but as of this moment, uh, it does not look like that is going to be the case uh but every other podcast is still looking strong uh we still plan on bringing in people like devin voss uh into our pod and and as well as ryan gregory on occasion so we will absolutely have those people on it's like they're just leaving leaving but uh it's just not going to work for them to do a pod right now you know and, and that's just is what it is and uh you know i am excited about uh the the way that things are going right now on the network uh power hour has been very good uh, Divine Rhyme has been working on some Kendrick Lamar stuff and, uh, you know, don't be afraid to check all that out. It's, it's a lot of good content. Uh, you know, and obviously with the Lynn Sandy, you know, if you have some things that you like, you have things you don't like, uh, don't be afraid to rate, uh, review it, uh, subscribe it. Uh, if you want to say that my, uh, co-host is a clown, put it on the comments. If you want to say that my, uh, if you want to say that, you know, that I'm not a very good host, you know, put it in the comments. Either way, just, put, just get, get the feed, get the feedback and give us the feedback. We'll greatly appreciate it. And Without further ado, uh, Bryce, it is a privilege to be back on with you on the Linsanity. You know, I, I, as I, you know, unfortunately could not be able to make it last week. You know, car troubles, just things of that nature came into play. Uh, so we were not able to do this last week. So I'm a little disappointed, but it's good to be back. It's it's good to uh, be able to talk football with you once again, brother. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, we. <laughs> Boy, just something ever just seems to pop up just about every okay. other week for me, Caleb. I can't come on here and absolutely destroy you in this podcast. But uh, I'm back, baby. I'm back and I'm ready to yeah, go. Yeah. yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. We got we got we got a lot to unpack. Uh, but, you know, I feel like, you know, this isn't the greatest news of all time, but it is important news uh, going on this week. And uh, Bryce and I feel like, you know, this needs to lead the show. Uh, so we're just going to jump right into it. And that is the situation regarding Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs uh, was behind the wheel uh, earlier this week. Uh, yesterday, he, uh, you know, I just did not uh, handle himself uh, well. Uh, you know, he was driving 150 plus miles per hour at one point. Uh, he wrecked into another car. And unfortunately, uh, a life uh, was was taken uh, from from this earth. Uh, and, and Ruggs, uh, you know, is, is looking at a you know a massive uh, you know time in prison. Uh, you know, I it's it's disappointing, Bryce. The whole situation is, uh, you know, it's one of those things you just. You just think it's, you know, when I think of drinking and driving, Bryce, I just think of it as like, yeah, you just don't do it. Uh, but so many times uh, this is happening. Uh, you know, this is a higher profile name, Bryce. And so we're hearing about it more. Uh, but but unfortunately, this stuff uh, happens more often than we would like to hear. Uh, what are your thoughts on on just this situation and, and you know, how it's it's all being played out here? 
I mean, it's definitely easy to bury this guy and under, you know, six feet of dirt, no doubt, and based on his actions. But I mean, here's the thing. I mean, he is it's this is a very hard situation to defend, you know, but I mean, at the same time, you know, we're, we're talking about I believe he's 22 years old, yes. um, you know, lots of money, uh, you know, can't learn how to control himself uh, around, around alcohol. Um, and not to mention he, he endangered his girlfriend who it appears that he has a child with. I mean, that's, it's just a sad story, Caleb. I mean, this is going to yes, be, this could be one of the what if stories of the NFL. I mean, maybe this, this ends up as a redemption tour later on. I mean, I don't know how the legal system is going to handle this. I don't know if it's just, if, you know, Henry Ruggs is going to settle or this is going to go to trial and he's going to get quite a few years in prison. He's facing somewhere between two and 20 at this point. So Obviously, very unfortunate, sad news. Um, you know, my condolences to the family uh, who lost a daughter, a friend, um, you know, girlfriend, whatever she may be, whatever her history is. Um, but very sad, very sad situation. And I mean, it, it don't, this season has gone from bad to worse for the Raiders, uh, despite the success that they've had on the football field. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's extremely disappointing. You know, a lot of people, Bryce, you know, thought of this player, thought of this athlete, you know, as a, as a top 10 pick. I mean, for crying out loud, he he was a guy that a lot of people thought would change the Raiders uh, as a football team, their explosiveness. And, um, you know, and he's just coming off. I mean, he's just been in the league, just got drafted. Um so much promise, uh, especially, you know, in my opinion, when Gruden was out, uh, he was going to be a big beneficiary of that. Uh, but, but rugs, unfortunately, um, like you said, you know, it's one of those things uh, where, you know, his alcohol level is more than twice the legal limit. And he went on, you know, he went behind the wheel and, um, you know, it's Las Vegas. Uh, and I think that's been pointed out, but it's uh, the truth. Las Vegas will probably make him pay uh, for what he did. They're going to take that stuff seriously. There's no question about it. And, you know, the way that I see it, you know, they released him. I think that's appropriate. I think that's smart of an organization uh, to do that in this case. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, this is a problem that is obviously bigger than football. Uh, we're talking uh, you know, a guy reconsidering and, and to be honest, Rice, uh, Bryce, reprioritizing what's going on in his life. Uh, you know, this was a player that, you know, made it out. And if you know a little bit about a story, you know, Henry Ruggs was a guy that, you know, he came in, he was that, um, that golden guy for his family, the, 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 the person that was, you know, really getting, you know, his family out of the trenches. And that was talked about a lot. Um, unfortunately, Bryce, um, that's, that's just not going to happen for an extremely long period of time. And I, I just, I hurt for, uh, the family, uh, and this as well, uh, of Henry Ruggs. I, I hurt for the family of that, of that lost, uh, soul. And, and, and look, I, I just, I think when it comes to this situation, like you said, Bryce, we can, you know, there's a lot of people that are going to just say, well, the decision was ridiculous and the decision uh, didn't make any sense. And, and the and maybe that's the case. Um, but, but I, I want to look at it from the perspective of um, this was a choice that is going to affect a whole lot of people. This is going to affect uh, 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 the life of Henry Ruggs. Uh, and how he moves forward in life. Uh, this is going to do a whole lot. Um, and, and like you said, Bryce, uh, for the Raiders, this is just, um, you know, you, you had it, they had it bad. Uh, and this is just even harder 
uh, you know, to lose a talent player like that and to lose them in the way they did. So, uh, but you know, any, anyhow, uh, you know, obviously prayers to the family of that, uh, that lost soul and, uh, just for Henry Ruggs family, uh, that they can, uh, cope through this grief through this and, uh, you know, get through and, and just move on with this and, and understand, uh, you know, that there are higher powers out there, uh, that can, that can help this family and that can, uh, help this family grow and help this family move on uh, from this unfortunate incident. And, you know, uh, as we, as we move on uh, to the next segment, Bryce, we'll be, we'll be more, more, more focusing on football, more focusing on what uh, we want to do. Uh, but, but I, I only thought it was appropriate uh, to, to talk about the Henry Rugg situation before we get into the actual football. And so uh, Bryce, without further ado, uh, you know, typically at the start of the show, we, we normally get into our segments, our get the sack, our offensive player of the year, defensive player of the week. And so uh, we'll jump into that uh, right here. Uh, Bryce, you know, when you look across the league and, you know, you see, uh, you know, some of the honestly horrible coaching uh, going on this last week, who was your top get the sack candidate? Well, Caleb, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm gonna a couple of our our fun segments here. I'm gonna cross over with the same game, um, and and I'm gonna kick it off with this one. My get the sack this week has got to be Zach Taylor. It's got to be Zach Taylor. I mean, you you have risen to the number one seed in the AFC. This Bengals franchise has not seen this much success and attention, uh, probably since Andy Dalton's young young career, young Andy Dalton. Yeah. And, you know, Carson Palmer, Chad Ochocinco days. Totally agree. And you handle that success by going and allowing the Jets to score 34 points and to beat you. Right. Zach Taylor was finally starting to get some respect as an NFL head coach. This just diminishes that for me to lose to the Jets in that fashion. I think that's an absolute joke. Zach Taylor, you are my get the sack this week. I mean, I don't hate that. Uh, number one, they, they lost, they, they lost piece of money. Number two, I, uh, I, I was really, I was really hoping uh, that the, you know, I just, they, you would think the Bengals in terms of their ascension, uh, they were coming off such an incredible win against Baltimore, I would just would have figured, okay, well, hey, uh, here you go. Uh, you got the Jets. Uh, take care of them. You know, just keep riding that momentum. Uh, and and they didn't. And I, and I, I totally respect that one. Uh, for me, Bryce, um, you know, I, there were a lot of names that I threw out uh, in terms of who I was thinking. Uh, but there's one that stands out because there's a couple things I really don't like. You know, whether that's in football, whether that's in life, whether that's in whatever, uh, when you sit there and you say to yourself, man, I need more from my quarterback. I need more from my offense. I need more from my football team. And you lose by the score of 44 to six at home. That is just absolutely downright atrocious from Dan Campbell. I mean, if you're going to sit there and call the people out that you have called out, I mean, are you seriously just going to say that a 44 to six game was all about the fact that players weren't better? Are you kidding me? I mean, you're, you get beat by 38 points to a guy, Bryce, you and I have been so low on this season in Nick Sirianni. You, you have never thought he was that great. I never thought he was that great. And he looked like a genius out there against Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell is, is, is he's obviously trying to get these players to buy in. He cares. But good golly, if you're going to sit there and say, well, my quarterback needs to be better, this needs to happen, this needs to happen, and not 
put some of it on yourself as a football head coach, Bryce, I just don't think that's right. You know, you, you just don't lose 44 to six uh, just because of players. I mean, you just don't, uh, you know, when, when you have guys like Jordan Howard coming in off the practice squad, running all over you, uh, that's a problem. And I, and I think, I think Dan Campbell absolutely deserves a sack. Uh, I, I just, I just think that's absolutely atrocious uh, to lose like that. And I think it's atrocious to sit there and do, do what he did last week and then come here and then act like uh, the way he did and, and have his team play the way he did. It's downright inexcusable. Uh, Bryce, who is your offensive player of the week? Uh, I actually have, this is kind of a package deal here, Caleb. I got a package deal for offensive player of the week. Uh, These are my co-offensive player of the week. Um, We're going to talk about a couple backup quarterbacks, Caleb. All right. A couple of them. Uh, Number one, I told you I was going to cross over here a little bit. Um, I'm going to go with Mike White for the New York Jets as my first one. Okay. Okay. He's 37 of 45, 405 yards and three touchdowns. When was the last time we saw a Jets quarterback throw for 400 yards? I don't know. It's been so long that they put that they put his they put his jersey (laughs) and a football in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. uh, Caleb Lynn. Okay, Mike White was a fifth round draft pick in 2018. Uh, He was drafted originally by the Dallas Cowboys, which you might think, boy, Dallas could use him, you know, with with Dak Prescott uh, out. But oh, not so fast, my friend. Not so fast. fast. (laughs) This is my other offensive player of the week, Cooper. Rush, yeah, Cooper baby. Rush, twenty-four of forty, three hundred and twenty-five yards, two touchdowns, including a game-winning drive, a beautiful fade route throw to Amari yeah. Cooper in the left corner of the end zone to win the game. I, I mean, it's as good as a, as a fade throw that I've seen all season. Most fade routes that I see thrown by quarterbacks they are going out of the back of the end zone, and I don't understand why. <laughs> are you going to give your receiver a chance or not? And you know what? When you have a guy like Amari Cooper who they haven't been using very much who's been banged up just give the guy a chance and guess what he came down with it he oh oh my gosh it's a miracle you're telling me you're telling me an all pro wide receiver can actually come down football on a fade around the end zone oh my goodness it's a miracle i absolutely love it caleb congrats to cooper rush and mike white this week i don't i i like that i like that a lot i think those two guys certainly came out and had incredible performances, put the team on their back and and did what they and, and did what they needed to do. And and that that left me impressive. Uh Bryce, I'm gonna stick to the same train, man. Um, you know, we had a lot of backup quarterbacks come and I'm gonna tell you right now, Trevor Simeon. Ah, you go, man. Okay. All right. 16 to 29, 159 yards against that Tampa defense. You know, I mean, I did not think they had a chance, you know, when Simeon came into the game and holy cow, I mean, he really didn't lose a step. You know, obviously, you know, people want to credit Sean Payton and, and, and sure, you know, I'm, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it, but I'm just saying like, you know, you came in, you, you, didn't, you didn't turn the ball over, you didn't blow the game. You know, the fact is you kept your team in it. You found a way to win. Your defense was awesome. Trevor Simeon, I think, looked pretty solid and, and, and you know, a little shocking to me. There's some other guys that came in and, and I thought about, particularly like Debo Samuel, dude, had like 174 yards, just went off on the Bears. But I, I just thought, like, you know, given what Simeon was able to do, uh, you know, in a situation like that, I, I was awfully impressed. Uh, Bryce, who was your defensive player of the week? 
Well, so this is a unit here, Caleb. I'm going to go with the okay. unit. I'm actually going to go with the Broncos special teams oh. unit, okay? okay. They okay. had two blocked field goals <laughs> against the Washington football team and a 17 to 10 win. Now, I I mean that that's a that's a big thing to block two field goals. It is hard to just block one, but to block two in the same game that's impressive to me. That's very impressive. And, and it led him to the win. I mean, in, in a game where the offense was struggling, you get Jerry Judy back, um, you know, which is positive. But, uh, I mean, not not the cleanest game from the Broncos. But, I mean, that defense, it, it showed up. Now, do I think it got weaker in this trade deadline? Yeah, I do, Caleb. I, I really do, and I'm sure we'll bring that up. But, uh, hey, uh, Broncos special teams, my defensive player of the week. I, I like that. Um, you know, it's funny. I had – I had two people in mind. Uh, I had Justin Simmons uh, because, you know, the man went for two interceptions and decided to go off like he's one of the best safeties in the league. Yes. Uh, but but my gosh, Bryce, you know, you know, I've uh, you know, I've been getting a room with this guy uh, for quite a while. OK, you know, I've been feeling, you know, I'm a big fan. OK, but this is the first time I'm really, really putting it out there to the public. Micah Parsons was ridiculous on Sunday night. He oh was boy. absolutely ridiculous. Oh Ten boy. tackles, four tackles for laws. Micah Parsons is a superstar, and he is coming out and putting on a show for a defense that has not had a superstar in what seems to be just such a long time. I mean, you're talking about, you know, a guy that's got, you know, incredible range, incredible versatility, and it showed all over in this game. You know, Dalvin Cook had 78 yards, but he had to do 18 carries to get it. You know, it was just one of those things where I thought it was so impressive how they used him and then how he took advantage of it. Uh, It just stuck out to me. I was looking at defensive players and I was like, I got to pick him. I got to pick him. This is the week I got to pick him. Uh, Next up, we got the Caleb Lynn collapse of the week. And there are plenty of teams for this, Uh, but I would like to start off first. I would. I actually. I have the. I would love to have this honor. I think I know where uh, the, this is going, and I'm not gonna you, like it. I. I have. I have. I. I thought of two teams. I thought of two teams. But there is one team that just fits this bill perfectly, <laughs> and it is the Indianapolis Colts. Coming into this game, Bryce, this was a team that had absolutely. I. I, I thought the Titans were gonna win. Plain and say, I. I. I thought to myself, well. You know, Tennessee, they've been playing well. The Colts, the fighting, yada, yada, yada. Uh, but my gosh, what a choke job. <laughs> Carson Wentz just comes out. He just plays like plays like I always expect him to in the second. No, plays that's like not I always plays that's like I always plays like I've always thought that's he comes so out, throws stupid. horrible that's interceptions. So comes out and just oh, yeah. Exactly what about the first what two to touchdowns do? that he threw at the beginning of the game, Caleb? Hey, Did hey, you expect can I tell that? You can I tell you something? What a joke. I think he was really, I think there were times he, he got a little bit built up by the refs in this game. And, and, oh, and I think Carson Wentz, oh, I think Carson Wentz okay. came out and, and, and okay. had a game you know uh, that many shouldn't you be surprised what? about. Every time well, you go to an actual game, every time you, you go to an in-person game, You're you correct. always say we get bailed out or you well, always can I? screw no, us. No, 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 no. You no, always screw no, us. The no, Ravens game last year no. that you went to. No, okay, no, no. You know what you saw. No, it that was, was wrong. That we was got wrong. screwed. Don't start this stuff. Man. Okay, but I'm but let's not. It. Okay, but Bryce, 
come on. Can we can we not sit here and 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 can you not sit here and seriously tell me that the Colts should not have? They should have won that game. They should have won it. Yes, they should have. And won they the collapsed. Game. That's all I'm saying. Next up, Bryce, what's your team? <sighs> I'm going to go back to Thursday night. Um, oh, I'm going to go okay. to with the Arizona Cardinals. That is fair. So you're trying to tell me that Arizona, you come into this game undefeated. You face the bad man that he is, Aaron John Wick Rogers, and he does not have Devontae Adams. He does not have Marquez Valte, Valdez Scantling. And uh, who else didn't he have? He, he didn't have one more guy. Uh, uh, Tanya, he didn't have Devontae yeah, Adams. Well, Tanya got uh, hurt during during the game. Um, no but Lizard. I mean. Caleb, I mean, here, oh, Lazard. Yes, Lazard yeah. is the other one. I mean, here's yeah. my thing, Caleb. We talk about that Arizona D. This Arizona D let us down. It let us down. And, and it, I mean, it's a miracle that the Cardinals only lost by three, honestly. Um, you know, if, if there wasn't such a bad miscommunication between A.J. Green and and, and uh, uh, Kyler Murray, I mean, we could be talking about something else. But Kyler Murray, two picks, two picks in this game, yeah. no touchdowns. Fair. You know, it I didn't look good. I don't know. And, and why, why did you quit giving it to Chase Edmonds who had, who had early success in the first quarter? In fact, ran in a touchdown for you impressively, impressively, yeah. might yeah. I add, <laughs> and you just abandoned him. I, I, I don't understand. I, I don't understand. I don't know if this is a Cliff Kingsbury who's, who's honestly hasn't reared his ugly head this season so far. This may be the first trip up Caleb, but I also know, uh, the word on the street, then again, this is my, my knock. And this is what I said at the beginning of the season. If Kyler Murray is hurt, they are going to struggle. And guess what? Kyler Murray is banged up. Um, he, he missed practice today. Cliff has said that he can play without practicing, which I believe, but we saw what happened last season, Caleb. He yeah. was hurt. He played yeah. horribly. The Cardinals lost. They lost yeah. their playoff chances. Yeah. You got to keep Kyler healthy. Well, and, and to be honest, you know, and, and I'm really excited that you mentioned that because that brings me to another point in this game. Uh, and I, and I want to, I definitely want to talk about it, but we got to talk uh, the local team first uh, just to be clear uh, the breakdown uh, we got, we got no Seattle uh, Seattle just, you know, killed Jacksonville. I don't really feel like talking about Jacksonville's lazy performance, the Rams uh, doing their, their job against the Texans. Okay. The bills putting on a show in the second half, they beat the dolphins and then the Philadelphia Eagles, obviously trouncing Detroit. The Colts are the first team up, Bryce. This is the local outlet. I'm letting you take this one. I said my stuff earlier, Bryce, what was your, you know, thoughts here about the Colts, the way that this game was played out? Well, I mean, here's the thing. Everything was so far so good at the beginning of the game, Caleb. We take an early 14-0 lead on, on two Michael Pittman reception uh, yeah. touchdowns, which, Caleb, I mean, I, I, I'm willing to say this definitively and firmly. Michael Pittman Jr. is a wide receiver one on this team. He is a wide receiver one in this league. He will continue to get better. I am very excited for the development of Michael Pittman Jr., Welcome to the show, my friend. Welcome to the show. Everything was going great, Caleb. Everything was going great um, and, and just got lazy. Uh, obviously, Carson Wentz had a few mental mistakes uh, with his interceptions. Caleb, I'm still baffled. I'm still baffled that Jonathan Taylor is not getting his due touches. You're like, Bryce, he got 16 touches. It's not enough. I agree. It's not enough. There's no reason why Carson Wentz should have to throw the ball 51 times in that game. There's no reason. Yeah. 
especially in overtime. Why are we not running the football? We ran the football successfully. Okay. We had plenty of time on the clock. It's not like we were running a two minute offense. Our our second possession of overtime, all we had to do is kick a field goal. Right. Run the football that opens up play action and we get down there and we kick the dang field goal. and We walk out of there with a W. I agree. Period. Yeah. I agree. It, it was it was bad. It, it was bad. I, I was at the game. It was bad. I, my big thing, Bryce. Um, you know, I think the offense, sure, uh, level of struggles there, um, getting away from your identity. Uh, you know, obviously, I don't like that kind of stuff. Uh, but but Bryce, I just think the def- I think the game was lost on the defensive side of the ball. And the reason I say that is, no, I you know, the, the first, you know, you, you look at the first half price, you look at even the first quarter, second quarter, you see the Indianapolis Colts double teaming and triple teaming AJ Brown on the outside. They are not letting him touch the ball. And then as soon as they get off that coverage price and you know exactly what play I'm talking about, Yep, that 57 yard, they left Xavier Rhodes one-on-one. The guy's hurt. Xavier Rhodes is hurt. You know, and I, I'm not saying Xavier Rhodes is a horrible corner, but I'm not trusting a 60 to 70 percent Xavier Rhodes on a 90 percent AJ Brown. I mean, I'm just not. Uh, and 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 they 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 capitalized on that. And then from there, Bryce, it didn't seem like the Colts did anything to adjust their game plan on the defensive no. side of the ball. No. You know, Bryce, I, if I was the Colts, you know, I would be pretty cool with uh, guys like Anthony Ferkser. Marcus Johnson, Chester Rogers, Nick Westbrook, Jeff Swaim beating me. Absolutely. And they just gave up. I mean, to be honest, they gave him too much respect. I mean, 10, gave, 10 receptions, 155 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. Unbelievable. I, I thought that was just absolutely inexcusable. I, I mean, I'm not saying that A.J. Brown, A.J. Brown obviously made some big plays, right? He got open when he needed to, and that has to be credited. But I also think, holy cow, the Colts could have limited so much of that if they stuck with what they stuck with earlier in the game. That was my big disappointment. I I agree. I just wish they would have would have done something different. Um, I was disappointed, Bryce, with the fact that I felt like they got obviously they got away from the run. But like, good golly, like. I don't understand why they, it felt like Carson Wentz, which has been an issue of mine for a while, was trying to get too cute and make too much things down the field. And they had checkdowns open all game, Bryce. I just don't understand it. You know, two things right there off the top for me. That's what stuck out. Well, yeah. And Jonathan Taylor, I mean, he's going to be, he, most of the time he's going to be your checkdown guy and he makes plays on checkdowns. Yes, he does. We've seen it before. We saw it against Baltimore. I mean, he took it, what, 80, 80 something yards just on yes. a screen pass. We know he can make plays that way. Yes. Right, Jonathan Taylor. Okay. He is the second leading rusher in the NFL. And it's amazing because he's not doing it on as many touches as he can handle. Uh, uh. I you know, I, yeah. I and and that's that's what I don't get. You know, I, I don't know what we're trying to build towards, but Jonathan Taylor deserves those carries. He works his butt off. And honestly, Caleb, and you know this for a fact, he had a couple big runs that were called back because of ghost yeah, holding did. calls. Yeah, I, I agree. I totally if, agree. If, if if a couple of those weren't called back, he has a hundred. This is a hundred yard game for him. And, game. And, and I think we win this game. Yeah, I think we win this game. I'm not saying yeah. that's the the end all be all. I I don't think it is, but I think that that changes the the trajectory of this game 100, Caleb. Absolutely. Totally. 
Let me take my Colts hat off for a second. Caleb, Go I got I got to shout out AJ Brown for helping me get me a dub, a massive dub in my PPR fantasy league. Okay, I started AJ Brown this week. <laughs> Ten receptions, 155 yards, and a tutty, baby. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Deshaun Watson's massage parlor gets a massive, massive W to get himself into the playoff picture. Well, and and let's talk about it from the Titans' perspective, Rice. I mean, this was not the prettiest game. You know, and I oh. think people need to consider that with the Titans. The Titans won this game, but Ryan Tannehill did not look good. <laughs> Two no, interceptions, really throwing the ball a lot, Price. Well, and yeah, and you know what, Caleb? I, not to take it away from the game here, no, but, but, but th- this is real stuff here. We yeah. are about to see what the Tennessee Titans are made of because they no longer have Derrick Henry. Unless they make the playoffs, okay, Derek. Derek, we've I've talked about this, Caleb. I, I swear by it, and I stand by it. Unless he, unless they prove me wrong, and it's yeah. going to be a couple weeks to see if they prove me wrong or not. Yeah, this team cannot be successful without Derrick Henry. I don't care if they sign Adrian Peterson. I don't care if they have Jeremy McNichols. I don't care. Okay, we are about to see what Ryan Tannehill is made of. I agree. Period. Yep. And, and with a weak defense like that, huh. I you know what the Colts should be should be sitting there even after this loss and be like, I think we might be okay. I think we might be okay. Huh. I mean, I, I I think that's a. I mean, the loss of Henry obviously sucks. You know, you don't want to see a guy like that of his caliber after the season. Uh, but but I totally agree with you, Bryce. I mean, you paid Ryan Tannehill a whole lot of money, and you know, I'm just going to be honest with you, Bryce. It seems like I can call Ryan Tannehill Mr. Play Action. He's just handing the ball off, or he's just or he's just making a playoff play action. You know, and and I know a lot of quarterbacks are like that. I'm not trying to sit there and joke about how play actions, but I just feel like he is so reliant on that power running game. And, you know, McNichols is not a power runner. I'm sorry. Adrian Peterson is not a guy that's going to run over people anymore. It's a level of, you know, okay, you know, the passing game is going to be what's targeted. You know, they need Julio Jones back. They need Julio Jones. They really need Julio Jones back. That's a big deal for them. I I, I think if he comes back, that's certainly going to help. But now what I'm also curious about is AJ Brown becomes the number one guy on the scouting report for defenses. Yeah. You know, what does that what does that do? How does that affect A.J. Brown? Can he still be the man that I believe that he is, which is a top 10 wide receiver in the NFL? I, I think the Tennessee Titans defensively, I agree with you, Bryce. I just don't think they're very good. I think they are very lackluster. They are going to have to play significantly better. And it starts with their secondary, which they paid a whole lot of money to. You know, and when I'm looking at guys like Janaris Jenkins, when I'm looking at guys that are just borderline average in the secondary and then inexcusable plays from Jeffrey Simmons to constantly get the Colts back in the game. You need a guy like Jeffrey Simmons, a cornerstone defensive player, to not make those type of penalties if you're the Tennessee Titans. And for Mike Frable being a defensive mind, that's just ridiculous. You, you There is no reason for that kind of thing to be happening. Uh, they are 6-2, and two, Bryce, and, you know, this could be a break for, for the Indianapolis Colts. I think they are in a position, you know, obviously with Thursday night against the Jets, to get themselves back on the track. Titans play the Rams. You know, I mean, every week's a ge- every week you got a chance. Stafford I think it's and only the will destroy it. We'll slice like, and dice that defense. Yeah, and and literally, like I, I mean, I'm not crazy about the Colts right now, like at all. But I don't think they're really I, because of the Henry situation. Unfortunately, the Indianapolis Colts, I think, are still in this thing, and that's that's wild to me. 
Next up, uh, we got the Packers and the Cardinals, which uh, Bryce, I'm really happy you mentioned uh, the, the Cardinals because I, I just, I, when I watched this game, I just couldn't believe their game plan. I just think Cliff Kingsbury was absolutely being ridiculous. You want to, you want to set your quarterback up for success. You want to set your, you don't run the ball for a combined 20 times. You just don't do it. You pay James Conner, you know, who I'm not crazy on, Bryce. I'm, I don't think you and I are saying James Conner's this incredible back, but James Conner can guys. chew up clock. He can chew up clock and he makes your offense not so spread out shotgun base. You can power it. You can mix up your looks. You can mix up your formations. And like you said, Bryce, they abandoned Edmonds after the first quarter. Edmonds is a unique enough player where you've got to find ways to use him. In my personal opinion, James Conner and Chase Edmonds should be at double-digit carries. They should be at double-digit carries. There's no excuse for them to not be at double-digit carries. A horrible, horrible play calling. And I honestly think it was horrible target distribution. I I think this is a team that's got to figure out some ways to, you know, they, they, they had A.J. Green at six targets, Kirk at six targets, Ertz at four targets. I think they should have pounded it with Zach Ertz more against this Packers. In the middle of that defense is just not very good, Bryce. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to say, I, I think I think Zach Ertz should have been a lot more involved in this game plan. Uh, and I don't know if that's just a combination of him being in his second week. Uh, but my gosh, dude, would love to see Zach Ertz more involved in that game. We know he's still got it in him. Uh, the, the, the Cardinals defense, I think, gets a bad rap uh, in this game just because they had so many big-time stops. But my gosh, if you're a Green Bay Packers fan and you're, like, feeling good, well, I'm about to tell you you shouldn't. Green Bay Packers had some horrible play calling, in my opinion. When you look at some of those plays in the red zone, Bryce, I texted you about it. I just thought it was silly. I mean, you're going shotgun formation. You got two power. You got a power back like Dylan who's ran for 16 carries and 78 yards. And Aaron Jones at 15 carries and 59 yards. You're going at freaking shotgun calling options. Are you kidding me, Bryce? I mean, I just don't understand it. I don't understand how Green Bay Packers are on top of the move. I just don't get it. Somebody's got to explain it to me. I'm not saying that wasn't a big win from the Packers. Okay. I'm not, I'm not saying that they're not a top tier team, but I'm just, I'm just not as impressed with this win as everybody else is. I'm just, I'm just not, even with the injuries, I'm still not that impressed. Yeah, I mean, I mean, here's the thing, Caleb. I mean, Green Bay, they're going to enjoy another NFC championship loss just per usual. So, I mean, hey, let, let them have their fun. Let them have their fun. You know, they'll be cute and then they'll get shredded by the Rams in, in the NFC championship game. Well, do they get that far? Yeah, sure. Probably. I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers, you know, so. I mean, I don't have him as I don't have him as one of the two best teams in the NFC. Well, you say Bucks? No. No, oh, heavens no, no! I got I got the Rams and I got Dallas. Oh yeah, that... I'm Dude, telling you. I, you I, know I, what? The playoffs I, are going to be spicy I, this year. You, oh, <laughs> the NFC is great, but I'm telling you, like I just if the, if the Packers look or have these type of play calls oh, against against these teams that you and I are mentioning. They're not dude. Uh, they're uh, they're spi- The NFC spicy this year. I, I agree. I'm down I for. Agree. I can't wait for that, Caleb. Caleb, we got to bring some guests on. For oh, the we, NFC we absolutely do. We absolutely do. And, and, and don't worry, that'll happen. Uh, next up, uh, Sunday night football: Cowboys and Vikings. That just leads us into a beautiful transition. Uh, Cooper Rush, as Bryce mentioned, absolutely put on a show. 24 of 40 yards, 325 yards, and two touchdowns. Ridiculous. Uh, Zeke Elliott, 
50 yards on the ground. Tony Pollard, 26. And the passing game, Bryce. Oh, my gosh. Two 100-yard games. Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb both getting over that 100-yard mark. The defense was able to get some pressure on the Vikings. I I mean, I think if, if, if you were down on Dallas at all, I just don't understand how you can be after this game. Like, I just don't understand what you could – I don't understand what you could critique. This is a good – like, they came out and they did exactly what I didn't think they could do. They limited Justin Jefferson. They limited Justin Jefferson, which I did not think that was going to happen. They did. They – everything felt so hard for the Vikings. And I just think if the defense is playing like that – uh, there's no telling, Bryce, where this team can go. I, I personally have them as my second-ranked team in the NFC, and uh, depending on how this rest of the season looks like, could be number one. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, I think this is a gritty. I think this is a resilient win for the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, you're you're missing your leader, Dak Prescott. Okay, yeah. um, we there have been massive question marks at the quarter at the backup quarterback position for Absolutely. them. Absolutely. Right? Okay, they they cut Ben DiNucci, uh who is awful. Uh they cut uh um Garrett uh well, oh man. Oh, I know what you're talking what about. I know what you're talking about. Keep it going. I'm, I'll find, I'm, it. I'll find, it. I'll find but, it. I'll find it. Um, I, I, so Garrett Gilbert. All, Garrett Gilbert. Garrett Gilbert. Garrett Gilbert. <laughs> there we go. They cut him as well. Cooper Rush went, wins the backup quarterback position. And, uh, I mean, it, it was a little rough to start, but uh, he caught fire. He caught fire in the second half, and, and he just balled out. I mean, straight up, he he balled out. I know he's got a pick, but he balled out. He really did. Yeah. yeah. Um. And, and I'm happy for him. Would I like to see Zeke uh, get going a little bit more? Yeah. But I think that Minnesota interior is tough to run against. I agree. Uh. So I mean, that's fine. That's fine. But yeah. I, I'm I'm really encouraged to see Amari Cooper get involved again. Okay. I, I really think he's been underutilized uh, <laughs> yeah. with with your star quarterback in the lineup. I. I don't understand yeah. it. I don't understand no, I don't it. Uh, I know he's been banged up, so maybe that's limiting him. Um, Caleb, good news. It sounds like they're probably going to get uh, get Dak back, and then oh, they're going to get their third wide receiver, uh, 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 Michael Gallup, back this week as well. Cedric Wilson has been just fine in, awesome. in that, though. Cedric Wilson's yeah. been good. You know, you get yeah, a little yes. Noah Brown as well in there every once in a yeah. while. I, I think they have a good receiving core. Um, so if they can stay healthy, Caleb, I agree with you. This could be an interesting team. No, oh, it absolutely could. And, you know, if I'm the Vikings, uh, I, I would please fire Mike Zimmer. Zimmer. I, I don't know if I would have allowed Zimmer to walk in the door. Please. I, I think I think I think Mike Zimmer, Mike Zimmer, you know, please go away. That, you know, our, our uh, frequent guest, Sacrif, has pretty much called this out since I've ever known him. Uh, Mike Zimmer. Mike Zimmer is like it's almost like there's an allergy with Mike Zimmer. You know, in the sense of like, you know, when any team comes in, he just has somehow, some way uh, that talent decreases and the overall play of that talent decreases in a way where it's not living up to its full potential. I do. I just don't. I, I like the Vikings and I still am not giving up on the Minnesota Vikings. Bryce, you know how I felt about him in the offseason. Mm-hmm. I do not want to give up on this team. I just sure. feel like, though, Bryce, there's so much opportunity for them to grow. But then it's like, okay, how much longer can you have? You play the Ravens and the Chargers and the Packers in your next three. Mm. That's not easy. No, it's Uh, not. Kirk Cousins, 184 yards and a touchdown on 36.5 QBR rating. 
not necessarily what you want, especially after no. you paid him the contract you paid him. Right. I just, I think Minnesota is, you know, a team that's got the talent. I don't think anybody's denying that with the seventh spot. I think there's opportunities, but my goodness, horrible loss. Dallas has lost to backup quarterbacks from the Dallas Cowboys the last two years, Bryce. That's insane. That's ridiculous. Next up, Steelers and Browns. Browns, oh, uh, you know, a, a lot to talk about from oh, the Cleveland boy. side, a lot to talk about from the Steelers side. I'm, I want to start with the Cleveland side because everybody's going to the Browns side. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers proved to me that they are better than what I thought. You know, interesting. I don't think That's I don't interesting. think I don't think Ben Roethlisberger, Bryce. I mean, I don't I'm not saying Ben Roethlisberger is the greatest thing since I spread right now. OK, but like. Can Ben Roethlisberger manage enough to win games? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't think Ben Roethlisberger is going to beat you. I don't, I like, I, you know, I think Ben Roethlisberger is not going to beat himself. Like, I think what's going to happen is they would lose just because they just faced that team. But when it comes down to a situation like this, where two teams got to get a win, well, what makes you think Baker Mayfield is going to do that? What's Baker Mayfield's track record in terms of getting the wins that matter? Mm-hmm. Ben Roethlisberger's got a track record of wins that matter, and he showed that tonight. Hey, he showed that on Sunday. I, I didn't think he looked bad. 22 of 34 yards, 266 yards, and a touchdown. I'll take that. I, I'm, I'm not mad about that. Uh, Bryce, I think you and I always love teams that commit to the ground game. 26 carries and 91 yards for Najee Harris. I think that's beyond encouraging. <sighs> Um, against I, against I, a very tough Cleveland interior. I, I agree. And, uh, you know, Pat Fryermuth, a guy that you and I really thought could be intriguing in the offseason, uh, may have shown uh, some flashes of that. And, you know, when you can get Fryermuth going with Claypool, with Johnson and that defense, I, I mean, Bryce, I, I, I feel more optimistic about the Steelers after this win. And I know the scoreboard's weird. It doesn't look all that good, but I'm impressed. Yeah, I mean, this. I feel like this is a big win, and, and I mean, you hit it on the nail on the head with Pittsburgh, Caleb. I'll be honest. I'm, I'm going to switch to Cleveland here. Go ahead. Um, what's going on mm. in that in that organization? Yeah, I mean, Caleb, we we hear the news about o- Odell Beckham Jr. today, uh, basically being told to stay home. <laughs> uh, it sounds like they might waive him. <laughs> Obviously, there's a morale issue in the locker room. I mean, they, they've battled some injuries. Baker Mayfield battling injuries. Nick Chubb uh, finally getting healthy. Kareem Hunt out right now. Uh, Jarvis Landry's been banged up all year. I, I don't know where the where the problem lies, Caleb. I really don't know. I, I don't know if it's a Stefanski thing, if it's a front office thing, if it's a player morale thing. Because, I mean, we were – Caleb, you picked them to go to the Super Bowl this year. I know I did. And and it's not out of the – it's not out of the realm, right? Okay, they're at 500. It's not like they're one and six or something like that, you know? So – but they need to figure it out quick. I mean, this is a bad loss. They are now in sole last place in their division. Unbelievable. And and that's not what we thought this team was going to be. No. So – no, uh, things, I, I don't know. Things look harder know. for them, Bryce. They, things look harder. The, nothing's easy for them. Right. Nothing's easy for them. You, you get them out of that, you know, power formations. You get them out of the single backs and it just doesn't look good. 
And, you know, I, I, I think the defense, um, you know, has not I, I obviously been ideal. Um, but, but you know how I see it with the Odell thing. Look, I, I mean, if you're not going to use him, nah, what was the point of having him? It's, I don't understand why the Cleveland Browns were so, uh, you know, we need you to match our prices. See, see Caleb, this is we, my thing. I mean, I mean, what's the match here? You're not using him and, and organizations know that. So they're not going to sit there and trade you their huge capital for him. And this is my thing about, about just collecting talent, Caleb. Okay. This has always been my biggest thing. Okay. Very rarely do you see two dynamic playmaking wide receivers function well together. Not, not that they're not friends, but it's very hard to satisfy one or the other. And it's a matter of time. Okay. In my opinion, I think Julio Jones to the Titans was a very bad idea for Tennessee. You have AJ Brown. He is an absolute stud. You pick up Julio Jones, who's a future Hall of Famer, absolute stud. You got it. You got to make them both happy. <laughs> yeah. And you just yeah. can't do it. No. You can't do it. That's so fair. you collect talent all, all day, but it may not it may not get you where you want to be. Yeah. And I, to add on to that, I mean, this is a team, Bryce, that. You know, I think they saw the Odell thing as like, oh, that's just the next step for the offense. But, you know, Baker is just not a guy that's looking to go vertical down the field. That's just not who he is. A guy of Jarvis Landry's style in terms of the way that he plays just fits better with the Browns. That's not me saying Jarvis Landry's better than Odell Beckham. That's just me saying the fits better. The team fits better. No question about it. You know, the Browns should have been a bit traded him. I don't really understand why they didn't, you know, because I, I agree with you, Bryce. I think it's set up for a team to cut him. And I think it's set up for the New Orleans Saints to go pick him up in a week. That's what I think is going to happen. Interesting. And I think, I think, I think that, I think that if they do that, I think Odell is going to get right back to his old self. Next up, uh, we got the, uh, we got the Patriots and the Chargers, and I am just shocked about this. I, I am uh, highly disappointed in the Chargers. Uh, this was a, this is a team I just thought would have taken care of business uh, at home, um, and and they did not do that. And that's because the New England Patriots somehow, some way, uh, kept this game ugly, kept this game rugged, uh, found ways to make enough stops on defense, got Herbert rattled, um, and won the game. So, Bryce, I'm going to start with you. Does this change your opinion on the New England Patriots? Uh, yeah, it absolutely does. In fact, uh, Caleb, I was talking with my colleague, uh, uh, Zach Griffith, today, or our colleague today, Zach Griffith, <laughs> yeah. and um, I, I said this statement. I said, I said Zach, um, I don't, I, New England is better than what we thought they were. And I know, I know we love to hate on Mac Jones and I'm not his biggest fan either, but, uh, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Seems to be like, something's working. Uh, When you look at a stat line in this game, you're not, you're not impressed. You're just like, okay, whatever. Okay. But, but I'm looking at his season as a whole and I mean, they're just, they just find a way to get it done. I mean, Caleb, it's really they, weird. Yeah. they only scored one offensive touchdown. Yeah. yeah. One. And they won the game 27 to 24 against a very high powered offensive team. And w- with the Los Angeles Chargers here. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, I just, I I, hey, 
props to him, man. I mean, the pick six sealed it, obviously. Um, I think the Chargers got to go back to the draw. These are the games that the Chargers have to win if they want to take that step. If they want to, if they want to put Patrick Holmes yep. and the Chiefs six feet under, these are the games that they have to win. Yeah, and and, and they didn't do that. No, nope. they didn't do that. And, and I, I think it's just part of the growing pains for Justin Herbert. Um, sure. you know, two two touchdowns, two picks. Um, I mean, it's a tough matchup. It's a tough matchup. It Anytime was. you go against New England, and it's Billichek, and and he's got a defense behind him. That's a tough matchup. I mean, Mike Williams is is doing his best disappearing act after showing out the first few weeks. Um, I mean, it's encouraging that you see Keenan Allen uh, uh, get targets again, get get those high targets and catches. Um, Eckler, I'm not concerned about Eckler. I know he had some, he had an injury designation yeah. at the beginning of the week. He looked fine. I think the Chargers are going to be fine. Uh, they just got to, again, this was it last year. They they got to find a way to get yeah. over the finish line to, to get to finish some of these games. So I mean, you got to wake up, man. You know, I mean, you started off really high. You had this city buzzing. You had the NFL buzzing with the hotshot quarterback. Well, prove it, Herbert. Prove yeah, it. It's time. Prove it. I mean, we're reflecting all of all of what we're doing right now. Bryce, we talk about Justin Herbert. We're talking about what he has done. If you look at the last couple of weeks, you cannot sit here and tell me Justin Herbert's been a great quarterback. Yeah. Prove it. Prove it right here. I'm not saying Justin Herbert's not a top 10 guy, okay? I'm just saying do your thing. You're against the Philadelphia Eagles on the road. Win that football game. And win the football game handily. I think the Chargers could do that. But Justin Herbert, for his own sake, needs to do that. This team needs to do that. They need to find the mojo. Because you're right, Bryce. The Raiders are playing. They're, they're, they're just motivated. They're fueling uh, behind all this. They're just winning and winning and winning. Then you have the Denver Broncos, who I'm not the big. They're competing. Denver's not going to just sit there and concede. I, I just don't buy that. They're, they're going to make you earn the wins. Mm-hmm. And you know how I feel about Kansas City. You know how I feel. I don't think Kansas City's anything ridiculous. Okay, but if you're just going to lose games like the Chargers are, you're going to hand games like that. Then the, the teams are wide open to get that division. Yeah. And that's on that's on Brandon Staley, who people think is a defensive guru, by the way. Dude, yep. I just think they should do better. I mean, I understand you said they only had one offensive touchdown, but do better. Next up. Uh, I, I, I think this will be a fun one. Uh, Bengals and Jets. Obviously, we talked about White uh, and what he was able to do. Uh, you know, the three touchdowns and the two picks and the 37 for 45. And, you know, I obviously came out and had a show. Uh, but I think for me, Bryce, I think we know what the Jets are. Uh, it just I don't like I think Mike White looked good. I think. I do think Michael Carter is like a legit back. Yeah, I think that was uh, his breakout. Yeah, yeah, that was like his breakout game. And, and you know, even in the passing game, 95 yards, are you kidding me? Like, I mean, that's it. I mean, I, I was really impressed with Carter. Uh, but but I, my question for you, Bryce, is what does this do for you when you think about the Bengals and the, and the AFC, when you look at your tiers and you look at your rankings and you had to power rank the AFC – how much does this drop the Bengals in your mind? Well, I think it drops them a couple spots. I think this is another one of those humbling games uh, where you just kind of got to look at it and be like, okay, we still got we still got a little ways to go because this is a game that we should have won, and, and, and we didn't. We didn't. Yeah. And if we want to play the big boys, we got to take care of business. We, yeah. I mean, let's take a look at the let's take a look at the Rams, for instance. You take care of business, you you move on. 
Okay. Yeah. With, with those trash teams like the lions and the Texans, you take care of business and you move on to next week. You get prepared. Okay. This is yeah. where the Bengals have to get better. And, and again, Joe Burrow is young. Jamar chase is young. Uh, you know, T Higgins is young. Um, yeah, and they're going to learn these. They're, they're going to learn these lessons of the NFL and, and yeah, it's going to drop you a couple spots if I were to power rank them, but I mean, it, this is not something that they can't recover from. They absolutely can. I mean, obviously, Joe Mixon, 14 carries, 33 yards. That's not ideal, right? You want to be able to run the ball better. And surprisingly, the offensive line for the Cincinnati Bengals has been good this year. Uh, Well, they weren't good against the Jets. They weren't good against the Jets, and that's why they lost this game. That's why they lost this game. So That's the part that pissed me off. Yeah. You, you You can't say 14 carries and 33 yards from Joe Mixon against the Jets. Not to mention, you were up 17-7 to early in this game. There shouldn't have been a whole lot of cuteness. There should have been a lot of pounding the football. And, I mean, Joe Mixon has had his criticism over the years. Yeah. Joe Mixon, really good this season. Top five in rushing yards, five touchdowns on the year. The Cincinnati Bengals need to be able to run the ball against the New York Jets. I mean, that's just, that's just, that's just inexcusable. I, I mean, Joe Burrow, we can talk about Joe Burrow being this top five level quarterback, you know, in terms of what he's been able to do this season and the connections between Chase and all these other guys. But I mean, Bryce, I, you know, Joe Mixon is the guy that allows those connections to work as open as they do. He's the one that does that. He's the one that gets the defense to bite and commit to allow the receivers to make the plays. I got to expect better. Cincinnati's coming in and they're facing the Cleveland Browns next week, Bryce. And that's a team that you don't, you and I like in terms of being able to stop the run. So what are Cincinnati, what is Cincinnati going to do? How are they going to answer at home again at Powell Brown stadium? How are they going to answer? If they answer with the W, they answer with the decently convincing W. Good. Great. But I think they got to run the ball. Absolutely. Next up, we got the Washington football team and the Denver Broncos. What an ugly game. The Washington football team, at this point, they're just basically slipping off the bench. Bryce, you you and I thought this defense was good. I just I don't even know what to think about their defense. Yeah, defense I don't even – yeah. And, and, and Washington giving up five sacks with Taylor Heineke. Antonio Gibson, eight carries for 34 yards, but Jared Patterson outrushes him. Uh, Bryce, I, I just – this season is over for Washington football. Oh, I agree. It's 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 just over. I'm not. I'm, I mean, I it's. I know we're at seven game, eight games. All right, I, I get it. But holy cow, this is over. They they have no offensive identity. They they're they're not able to consistently get the ball down the field. Antonio Gibson has been absolutely. He has been absolutely horrible. And I understand that he has had some injuries throughout the season. But my gosh, he's been mishandled. K- K- excuse me, partner, and my uh, Quinn. No, go voice. ahead. No, they've mishandled Antonio Gibson. It is an absolute joke that they're that they're being they're getting cute with Antonio Gibson. Okay, they don't use him on third down because they have JD McKissick and they have to use him on third down because that's where they need him. Stop, just stop it. Okay, Antonio Gibson is a legit running back in this league. It's an absolute joke that you set him on the bench. Yeah, he's been banged up. Okay, fine, use somebody else if he's banged up. But for crying out loud, if he's not banged up, you run him like a workhorse because he's a legitimate running back in this league. It is an absolute joke that Ron Rivera doesn't trust him. It is an absolute joke that he is just held here in this prison, this hellhole that is the Washington football team. Okay. They should be exposed for the emails that they have. All right. Enough. 
enough protecting this franchise. It's a joke. It is an absolute joke. Okay. They have to be one of the biggest joke franchises in all of sports. It's so bad. It's so bad that, that, that Terry McLaurin has to play on this team. It's so bad that so much talent has to play on this team. It's a, it is a joke, but yeah, this season is over. The division is actually decent this year. Okay. I, I, say what you will about, about the giants and the Eagles. I think the Eagles are, are you know, they can be DC, but, but Dallas, Dallas should destroy every single one of these teams. If Dallas loses, we're ripping yeah. them hard. If they lose hard. to one of these teams. Okay? Well, I mean, they should, I, they, they shouldn't lose to Denver when they're at home, when Dallas is at home. I agree with you, but you know, I mean, if they get Dak back, they definitely shouldn't lose. The way that I see it here, um, I think Washington season's toast. I think for Denver, this was a, um, you know, a competitive win. Uh, you know, this is a game where, you know, you got Jerry Judy back in the fold, okay? Four catches, four targets, he caught everything he saw. Cortland Sutton, two for 40. I mean, I would have liked to seen a little more against Washington's pass defense, but I don't hate it. I mean, I just think when you're looking at this team, Bryce, the part of me that just does, I just don't understand. I just don't understand what they're trying to build. I just don't get it. It's you a got a great hodge, defense. Man. You, 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 it's, it's just, it's like, I mean, they are, they're like the meh of the league. Yeah. The meh. And then you they're, trade they, Von Miller to the Rams. Just, for, which, okay. I, I, mean, I guess you, you were going to let him go. But at the same time, if I'm Denver, you know, why wouldn't I have made this move? Why wouldn't I have made more moves? That's what, yeah. that's kind of where I go. Why wouldn't I make more moves? <laughs> like, what, like, like, here's the thing, Bryce. Here's the thing, Bryce. You know what I thought about after mm-hmm. they traded Von Miller? Mm-hmm. What if you, what if the Tennessee Titans said, what, what do you, what did it, what would it take to get Melvin Gordon on the Tennessee Titans? Well, but I but I think they should. I think they should because it's a joke that he's on the team too. Javante Williams, yeah, right. I think, is better than Michael Carter for the Jets. Sure. Right. And if you just unleash him, obviously you yeah. can do stuff for you in the passing game too. Okay. Yeah. He's not a scrub. Okay. No, Play no, the no. kid. Play yeah, the kid. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Stop babying the these running backs. Okay. Yeah. The Colts finally figured out. Oh, hey, Jonathan Taylor is actually a pretty good running back. Maybe we should play him more. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. No kidding. The Jets had to figure out through injuries that Michael Carter is actually pretty decent. Maybe you should play him. Right. You know, yeah, I I don't understand no, I agree. these franchises. I agree. Man. I, yeah. I don't get it. They'd rather yeah. play these wash guys. Yeah, you know? and it's not. I'm not trying to take a shot at Melvin Gordon. I think he's been relatively solid. But no, like, he but has been good this year. Move he him really to the has been. Get some draft capital and let Javante yeah, Williams start taking the job. I, look, I think Vic Fangio's done at the end of the season. I think he's gone. I really I do. I and he, he should. He should. Be. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> Saints, Bucks. Uh, Bucks. I uh, got Bucks. Just I don't even I don't even know what to say. New Orleans Saints came in. Jameis Winston gets out. Trevor Simeon comes back in. Buccaneers lose Rob Gronkowski to injury early in the game. Um, but the Saints put up 36 on a Tampa Bay defense. The vaunted Tampa Bay defense. We I, we have talked about that secondary though. That secondary sucks. Well, let's sucks. Like, well, let's talk about it though, because I mean, here's the thing, Bryce. I'm not trying to take a. I mean, I know we've taken our shots at Tampa secondary, but Kevin White is chewing you. 
for 38 yards. Good for him. Kevin White. Good for uh, nah, that was one. That was one reception. Okay, okay but I'm one, just one saying. Should he be chewing you for 38 yards on any catch? Good for him. I mean, I'm just, I mean, mean, if I'm the him. I'm getting production from Montgomery, who I just never have liked. And I'm getting production from, you know, Traquan Smith, a guy that was just completely and totally like, well, he's going to be really good, but he hasn't ever reached it. And I mean, Bryce, they didn't get this done. Offensively in the, you know, the statistical type of things, they just they just looked more um, in control. And that's Sean Payton. But I mean, here's the thing for me, Bryce, and I just can't emphasize this enough. You know, for all the people that sit there and say that you shouldn't pay a running back. Can you take a look at the New Orleans Saints, please? We really like to talk about the fact that running backs get overpaid. And running backs can't match the value. But like Alvin Kamara is matching the value. He's matching the value. Bryce, he plays with any type of quarterback and puts up elite numbers with any type of quarterback. He came out and put up 61 yards on a rushing defense that nobody runs against. Nobody runs against him. And he still puts up 61 yards. And he still finds ways to be effective in the passing game which allows the Saints to continue to open up their offense. I mean, Price, I, the way I look at this game for the Saints is I think they should be motivated as all get out. They know they can beat people for a division title. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I, I think it'll be interesting what they do at the quarterback position now that Jameis Winston is done for the season. Yeah. Taysom Hill looks like he's on track to come back this week from that from that awful concussion. Uh, but, I mean, Trevor Simeon stepped in it and – did a nice job, and uh, they they went out and they traded for Mark Ingram. They brought him back to the Saints. Him and Alvin okay. Kamara are reunited. I think that I think that's going to be a positive thing. I mean, obviously, Mark Ingram still got some left in the tank. Yeah. Uh, you know, he played well when he was in Houston for the few games that he was. And, and I mean, six carries, twenty seven yards. I mean, that's an average of four and a half yards a carry. So I mean, Caleb. Uh, against the vaunted, like you said, the vaunted Tampa Bay interior. I mean, that's pretty decent. That's pretty yeah. decent. So yeah. I think the Saints are a team to watch. I think they're extremely interesting um, now that they have option at quarterback. Uh, so, I mean, for Tampa, I mean, there's nothing to be concerned about. I mean, they're six and two. I'm not really super worried about it. You know, I mean, maybe they're de- again, their defense, but I mean, it's Tom Brady. It's Chris Godwin. It's Mike Evans. It's Leonard Fournette. Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, there's just too much talent. Yeah, Yeah, there's too much talent there. They'll figure it out. One thing I'm a little concerned with is, I mean, Bryce, I'm I'm kind of worried about when this team is down. Like when they start down. Like like when it's first half, they go up. It does seem panicky. Sixteen-seven. Like, I think this team really needs, um, you know, Fournette to be really effective for them to win big. Yeah. You know, I think I think that's the one thing that really caught my attention. I think they need to figure out a legit inside running game against opponents that might be of the Saints caliber on the defensive side of the ball. That's my only critique. I just like Mm -hmm. to see that be a little better. Next up, uh, the Chiefs 
and the Giants, Monday Night Football game, where the Kansas City Chiefs didn't prove me crap. The Kansas City Chiefs did absolutely nothing to change my opinion on them, Bryce. And you know I have been ridiculously low on them for weeks, and it did nothing. It did nothing to change my opinion. The New York Giants should should not have been in that game. They shouldn't have been in it. I mean, I was texting Alex. I'm like, I was texting Alex before the game. I was like, actually, New York Giants might have a chance of winning this football game before the game because I did not have any confidence in the Kansas City Chiefs. And you know, I think the New York Giants are silly with Joe Judge. I'm not a Joe Judge guy or a Daniel Jones guy myself. Uh, But, I mean, Price, what does this do for you? I mean, like you said it, nothing. I mean, they had an opportunity to come out here and absolutely torch this team. And they just, they straight up didn't do it. They straight up didn't do it. I'll be honest, Caleb. Okay. I held a, let's see here. It was almost a, it was about a 80, 70, 75 point lead in fantasy and uh, in a PPR league. And I was facing Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. I'm like, dude, there's no way I'm holding this lead. There's no way. There's no way I'm holding this lead. I'm going to lose a 75 point lead because Kansas City Chiefs are playing the New York Giants. And guess what? I won because Patrick Mahomes couldn't figure it out. Tyreek Hill did his thing. Okay. 12. He had 18 targets, 18, 18 targets. Yeah. which is a lot. Kelsey was absolute garbage in this game. Okay. He had that, that costly fumble that kept the giants yeah, in did. the game, kept it interesting yep. in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, the chiefs did what they had to do to win. Okay. Patrick yeah, they did. got the ball back at the end of the game, let him down the field, field goal. It's over. I mean, you, you, you could see it a mile away, but again, Kansas city had a chance to blow the doors off this team and they just didn't do it. It's embarrassing. I think if the giants had Barkley, they would win. Interesting. I think if they were, I think if they were healthy out receiver. Yeah, that too. I mean, I just, I just think the, I just think they, there is nothing from the Chiefs' perspective that takes me away from any of the points that I've been trying to make on the show. Caleb, There's, I have a proposition for you. Go ahead. Odell Beckham Jr. back to the Giants. It depends on the money situation, right? You know, you got Galladay getting paid a crap ton of money, and I just don't know what they want to do. What if you just sign him for the rest of the season and see what happens? Fans would love it. Fans yeah, would love fa- it. But, but, but I, I, seriously, I think it might. I, it might like, I, I, know, I know we don't like Daniel Jones. Okay? No. But, yeah. I mean. It just depends what Odell wants. If he saying. wants. Yeah, if he just, if he, because I think the Giants, I think the Giants have, I mean, you and I have talked about, you know, the fact they signed Golly to what they've signed him, clearly bad business. Shepard's been, Shepard's a nice piece, just having a tough he's time gonna staying miss, healthy. He's going to miss some weeks now with Tony, a injury. Tony's a legit, he's been legit for them. He's been really good for them. Uh, I, I just hope he can find ways to stay on the field. I, I just, you know, if you if you said if 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 something came out where it's like Sterling Shepard's gonna be out for a really long period of time, then I think that's worth it. I just think the Giants have invested so much in that position. It's like, do they want to just invest even more to just get through the season? I don't know. The New York Giants to me are. Um, you look at this game. I mean, they didn't show me anything big. Uh, I just think this was all about the Kansas City Chiefs not playing well, and and um, I credit the Giants for some of that. Don't get me wrong. I credit the Giants for some. I don't think they can be ignored, but 
Yikes. Kansas City didn't do anything. 49ers, Bears. Uh, 49ers. Uh, you know, I, I was impressed, man. You want to talk about rallying back. I, I just thought that was a really nice way to rally back, right? If you're a mm-hmm. Niners fan, you, know, you got to feel really good. But the fact you came out, you rallied back in this game. You, Chicago was in this. Chicago, in my opinion, you know, first half, 13-9. and nine, Looked like things were going in the right ship. 18 in the fourth quarter from the Niners. I mean, they got the ball to Mitchell. They didn't mess around. No, no committee, Bryce. No committee in San Francisco. Yeah, it is Elijah Mitchell's uh, backfield. Oh my gosh. And I mean, Debo Samuel, man. I mean, I get it that he basically had it all on one catch, but six receptions, 171 yards. You go, man. You go. I think the Niners uh, had a really interesting game. I think the Bears didn't look horrible. I, I, I just think this was a game where it's like, whoever wins this is going to benefit. Like, it's just going to benefit in the sense of like, it's going to keep people thinking that they're in the right direction. I don't, ba- I'm not roasting the Bears here. I don't think the Bears played a game where I'm sitting there roasting Nagy or I'm sitting there, you know, taking a shot at the OC. I just think it just comes down to they just didn't finish in the second half. Well, I think, Caleb, the reason they were in this game is, is I know you just mentioned Nagy, but he actually wasn't on the sideline for this game. He had COVID. He wasn't even there. Okay. And, and guess what we saw? We saw Justin Fields get creative. Okay. Yeah, Did you see that touchdown run he had? Oh, it's incredible. Yeah, awesome. It's yeah. incredible. Okay. This is what this kid can do. Okay. That, yeah. that is the type of offense that you need to write for him. Okay. Yeah, it is. It, he's putting in bad situations now that he's not there. And right. Matt Nagy was gone for a week. Yeah. Right. Well, Justin Fields is able to be a little more creative. He ran for over 100 yards. <laughs> he ran for over 100 yards. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean you got to think, you got to think that they, you got to think they want to use that, right? I mean, they haven't really used it till this week. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 I mean, look, good win for San Francisco. These are kind of just blood teams for me. Like, I get that. You know, I, I, get that. I don't know. They're I mean, San Francisco black. can make a run, but that division is so tough, man. That division. They're very black. They are. It, it, like, show me something. Like, show me something impressive where that turn that makes me turn my head and be like, wow, you know, hey, that's, hey, that's for real. Well, you, like you, know? like, you, you like Shanahan. You like Shanahan. I, I like Shanahan. I like Shanahan to a degree. Yes. Yeah. You, you, you're a big Shanahan guy. So, I mean, if Shanahan shows you some offensive creativity, you're going to get a room with the Niners. If he, if they pull off like a two or three game, one streak, you, you, you're, you, you're going to, you're going to probably get a room with the Niners. It's not a bad thing, but trade uh, deadline, uh, you know, not an insane amount of moves, uh, but let's talk just, you know, a couple that we like, I'll start with the big one and then we can get into some moves that you and I personally like. Let's start off with the Von Miller move, the move that everybody's talking about. Bryce, when you think about what Von Miller can do, he does have the ankle injury. They're having to process that. They're trying to go through that. Hopefully, he's available for Sunday night. But what does this do for you, you know, in terms of the thinking of the Rams this season? Are they here? Here's what I think. Here's how I believe you have to view this deal. Does Von Miller in that move raise the Rams up a step over that second or third best team? Or is the gap small? If the gap's big for you, I think the Rams won the deal. But if the Rams barely jumped the gap, did it really move the needle? I don't know. I, I, 
I guess it depends on health. And, and, and I don't know if it does. I, I don't know if it, if it, if it really does. I mean, huh. I, it all depends on the health. I think if Von Miller is healthy, yeah, I do. I think, I think it moves the needle, but I mean, for me, Caleb, that just shows up. They're all in, they're all in. Um, I don't know where they're going to come up with the money to pay the rest of these guys. I, I have no idea. I have no clue. Um, I hope they enjoy their Super Bowl trip this year. I really, I, good for them. Good for them. I don't even know where they're getting this money. I don't know how they convince teams to pay to I don't pay either. the players that they acquire. I don't get. I don't. I don't. I, I don't it's so weird to me, man. It's so weird to me. I've never seen anything like this. Well, they they just don't. They just find a way to do it without draft capital, man. Yeah, it's weird. It's, it's just weird. unbelievable. Like, I I think the Rams, they obviously wanted to have three stars. They they certainly have that. Um, it's going to allow them to kind of zone out a little bit. Um, you know, really just rush with the D line, and that's it. You can move the linebackers back. You can have them be more in coverage. I think that's the big optimistic thing. If you're the Rams, you see what they can do defensively. Um, I think it's a really big move, and I think it probably puts them as the best team. I just don't think it puts them as the best team by a mile, and that's when I question whether that was a good move or not. Yeah, It's not me saying that Von Miller is a bad player and doesn't fit their team. No, I think he makes their team better. I just don't know how much he makes them better. Right. And then that makes me wonder why'd you give up second, third round picks. But if you're going to draft guys like Tutu Atwell, then you might as well should trade him anyway. Yeah, next, probably. Next, next up, uh, Bryce, do you have any moves that you saw that were intriguing or that you feel like could, you know, get talked about a little more and, and uh, should get a little more recognition? Well, I think earlier on in the month, I think the Zach Ertz trade uh, to, to Arizona, I think is, is something to keep an eye on. I mean, they didn't have a legitimate tight end. They haven't had a legitimate tight end in Arizona for years. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, if if the tight end got a catch, it's it's Max Williams, um, who I, I, I don't know who that is. I, it was Dan Arnold uh, for a couple of seasons. I think Zach Ertz gives gives a legitimate option in the middle of the field, a nice little safety valve for for Kyler Murray. I think I think it's a great trade. I think it's a great trade for them. Yeah. Um, Caleb, I'll be honest. I think the trade deadline is overrated in the NFL, yeah. massively yeah. overrated. Yeah. Okay. Nobody yeah. has has the balls to pull the trigger on some <laughs> trades. I mean, just. No balls whatsoever from the owners and GMs. I'll just, I'm just putting that out there. Are you Except saying the Rams. that Charles? Are you saying that Charles Amenahu? I don't was care. not a, I, who, a big, a big who, move. Who? <laughs> Which, by the way, I kind of like the move for the next. But I, in all I, I, I actually kind of do too. But I, again, I, I, like, what are, what, what are the that's Texans the biggest doing? Move. So, so, so they want to have fire sale, but they trade their youth. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Bro, I, I just, um, I just don't get it. I, I agree with you. I just think it's, it's one of those things you just, you cannot um, look in the mirror and, you know, sit there and, and be okay with what's going on in Houston. Like I, I think at that point you should have traded Brandon Cooks. And to be honest with you, I'm really surprised they didn't. And I'm surprised that he isn't a saint right now. I'm well, they say honest. they, they say they, they want to build around him. Yeah, they sure do. You're building around the wrong guy. It should be Nico Collins if you want to build around somebody. Huh. You schmuck. <laughs> Whatever. Look, I, I just, I get it. I get what you're saying. I think it makes sense. Um, I mean, deadline wasn't very active. 
Um, just a couple of big moves outside of that, not an insane amount. Um, and that will close it uh, for the Lynn Sandy. We will have plenty of content coming for you next week. Who knows? We might bring in a guest. Uh, we, 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 we are, uh, we're just, we're just trying to get a groove back right now. Uh, in general, we got plenty of podcasts to listen to. Uh, you know, hope we hope you all enjoy this and uh, we'll see you all next week.